How are you? Do it now. There's no words on it. There's no words there. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Good morning, everybody. Oh, yeah. Coming to you live from Arcane Sublevel 7, it's Talk is Cheap. Now here's your host, Dan Hofeld. Oh, hell no. All right, go, go. Welcome to Talk is Cheap, where cheap is talk. And Talk is Cheap, I'm your host, Dan Hofeld. Thank you guys so much for joining me on this Tuesday, May 14th, 2019 edition. We're live here every Tuesday, 1 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Eastern. 11 a.m. Pacific. So, 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 uh, I wanted to let everybody know right off the bat, um, I'd like to hear phone calls. I love people to call in. You know, this is supposed to be a good call-in show, so I'm just going to throw the number up right away, and I'll take it down, but the number is in the description below. If you want to call in later, I'll just glance at the call screen from now and then again, and like every show from here on out, the phone lines are always open, so just call in if you have something to say. And interact with me. I love to hear from you. So that's 1605-562-0444. Caller ID 146-509-POUND. And we can get you on there if you want to talk about some crazy stuff here. We did have the energy that we felt. I felt this on uh, Friday and Saturday. That's the 10th and the 11th here of May. Like, it was a weird feeling because it's like I had a... Uh, you're just satisfied, I guess, where you're at. It's hard to explain. It's like you don't really feel like doing anything and you just kind of just sit there and it doesn't feel like the same. I don't even know how to explain it. Maybe a caller could explain it better, but uh, definitely felt something on Friday and Saturday. Now, is that all we're going to get for this event? Is it not going to happen? You know, if we get shafted again with that because we're supposed to have the big one this month, if that doesn't happen, are we just going to say, I'm probably really going to not even pay attention to it anymore because I'm so sick of being let down on it. Again, it's not that I'm looking for a savior thing. We all want to see something. And I think by seeing something in the sky, we'll get a lot of people to generate questions and uh, really repel us forward, if you will, into the future. So a couple announcements. Uh... Trump came out and talked about social media censorship, which is huge. We hear about the banning and stuff. Now, he did tweet about this. I was searching before the show here. Tweeted out about this in 2018. I think it was in December or August, somewhere in there before. But now I think that uh, maybe he's actually going to do something about it. Or I, I guess he can only do so much. He's not a dictator, folks. But... It's getting so obvious there's going to be that movie release, that documentary, uh, You Can't Watch This, which looks pretty damn good. Paul Joseph Watson, Alex Jones in it, Laura Loomer. Huge stuff about the censorship. You know, you go, tech companies can do whatever they want because it's their platform. Well, at some point, they have become basically the internet where everybody goes to. A lot of people, too, when they talk about, oh, it's a shame Alex Jones hasn't, uh, or he's banned. I, I missed watching him. It's like, you can still go to Infowars.com and watch him over there. I, people don't get that because they just think, oh, go to YouTube. It's so ingrained in people's head, they don't understand that. Again, that's how you know I feel too. That's why I got the backup channels on uh, BitChute and DTube, which they have their own issues too. I try to upload and keep everything 
the same as the YouTube channel, but a lot of times I try to upload and they have errors and it doesn't go through and they take longer to upload and just get frustrated with that. But we try to do what we can on here, right? Um, YouTube did change their, uh, like if you get a strike, uh, what was it for some, uh, I think it was if you get a, was it a copyright strike or something like that? It's only a week punishment now instead of a three months, which is huge. Cause if you do a lot of live streams like I do on this channel, that can really take away. And that's why I do have those backup streams also on uh, Twitch and Mixer. And those are in the description below. If you want to save those, if we do go down, I will be over there because we are actually simulcasting on there right now as a backup. So big shout out to the chat. Thank you guys for joining me today. We got Nolberto. In the chat, Joe, Chad, Terry, Proud Texas Lady, uh, who else? Karen Cox, Joe, Deplorable Ray. I remember their name now. Awesome to have you guys on board. Annette is in there as well. Sully Blue. I said that right. So uh, we got a big top story. I was looking at the news today before the show to make sure there wasn't any last minute stories to cover. And we got a big one. So let's hit that news alert. Monsanto, folks. Here's a big win, folks. Monsanto has been ordered to pay $2 billion to a couple with cancer. Holy cow. Huge win for the safety and truth movement a california jury awarded two billion on monday to an elderly couple that devoted or developed non-hodkins lymphomia after years of using monsanto popular product roundup delivering a major blow to the agrochemical giant the jury found the uh, the company failed to warn consumers that roundup could cause cancer attorneys said dealing the company its third Major loss in court in a series of lawsuits claiming the herbicide was behind the development of cancer. Wow, big, big development there. A spokesperson's for Bayer. Now, remember, Bayer has bought in Monsanto, so it's Bayer now. Uh, so the spokesperson for Bayer, the $2 billion judgment was excessive and unjustified, and it planned to appeal the decision. Of course... Where's my, uh-huh, uh-huh, there we go. We have a great sympathy for Mr. and Miss Hilloid, but evidence in this case was clear that both have long histories of illness to be substantial risk factors for non-Hodkins lymphoma. Oh, it's just a coincidence. And of course, the glyph glyphosate is what causes that. I had to highlight this part right here too. The, the spokesperson says, this is actually the agriculture secretary Sonny Prudy said, if we're going to feed 10 billion people by 2050, we're going to need all the tools at our disposal, which includes the use of glyphosate. Really? Uh-huh. So, uh, this is what's really interesting. Alberta, they need basically $20,000 a month in medication. That includes chemotherapy to fight the brain tumor that has been detected twice that's a crazy amount of money for 
that's another thing too. These medications, those got to get taken care of. I know Trump is working hard on that too. He's just going through all that stuff to try to get those prices down. I think something passed too recently about they actually have to disclose. Um, was it what's it, the chemical in there? Or, um, oh, I forget now. I just had it on the top of my head. There's something they have to disclose now. And uh, which will have to drive, which is going to drive competition, drive prices down. So it's basically the free market's going to take over, which is huge. This was in San Francisco, too. So in August, a San Francisco jury handed anonymous decision to award $290 million to Dwayne Johnson. That was the other dude that uh, sued Monsanto and won. So we're, it's great to see this development. Like I said, this just hit the news cycle this morning, and I figured... We have to cover that. Now, back on the glyphosate stuff, the guy says glyphosate is not linked to that. Well, here's the God, CNN, common weed killer glyphosate increases cancer risk by 41%, study says. Glyphosate, a herbicide that remains the world's most ambiguous weed killer, raises the risk of cancer to those exposed to it by 41%, a new analysis says. Researchers from the University of Washington evaluated existing studies into the chemical found in weed killers, including Monsanto's popular Roundup, and concluded it significantly increases the risk of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Right there, the god CNN says it, and they reported on it. Is it fake news, folks? I don't think so in this case. Oh, yeah. So huge stuff there. Win for the people. Big Pharma goes down. And we can start bringing in some of the good stuff for people, the free energy systems, all that good stuff, which we need to hit soon. The, the free, I'm a little disappointed that some of that stuff hasn't come out yet. I'm, I feel like we're in this, uh, what's the, like, drift? Awake in the sea, just waiting for the technology to just, wham, because it's there, it's there, but we just got to have this little game, which I will show in some stuff here coming up. Because we are going to talk about some, the NASA asteroid thing. Uh, a viewer talked, gave me this teleportation pad, and I want to get into that. 3D home printing, and that leads into the Mars colonies, and as well as the FBI Hitler documents that have been released. So with that, let's get on to our next story. Let me transition in. All right. So ever when I was presenting the um, three days of darkness, the fake sun, the solar sun, everybody talked about. I was looking in the comments about the China sun, so I had to look into that a little bit. Actually, there was a news article here. I think it was from March seventh, so a little while ago now. In November, Chinese researchers announced the experimental advanced superconducting tomahawk reactor, an artificial sun designed to mimic the nuclear fusion process the real sun uses to generate energy and hit a milestone by achieving an electron temperature of 100 million degrees Celsius. That's 180 million degrees Fahrenheit, people. I did the conversion. That's crazy, crazy temperature. Now, officials are saying they believe they'll wrap up construction on a new artificial sun this year, and they claim this device will be able to hit a milestone in ion temperature putting us one step closer to harnessing the power of nuclear fusion. Huge, huge there, because let's, 
use this to generate power, uh, free energy, if you will, or no, are they going to... Uh, the steps are here. Like I said, this, is all, this show is all about showing that it's there. Let's just get going on it. Engineers would wrap up construction again in uh, 2019 here, so that's going to be interesting real soon, sometime this year. And uh, if he's right, the device could serve as a template for future nuclear fusion reactors, bringing the dream of unlimited clean energy one step closer to reality. Yes, I'm all for it. This is huge stuff. You know, if we can't have the flying saucers disclosed because people can't handle it. Think you can handle that? We'll have the this stuff that can actually be quote-unquote real science for people so they can understand it and we can use that and move forward because I'm so sick of And you think about how like scams, like I got a, a uh, account on eBay. I'm trying to sell a bunch of stuff, be this minimalist. There's like I've tried to... People tried to scam me probably two, three times now on there. And it's like, unless you're actually like, can see the red flags, I feel sorry for these old, older people because they don't know about how this stuff works. It's, it's really, um, what's the word? Engineering of the, the language, um, social engineering, the way they say it. You got to look for the red flags. You got to go look at their profile. How many stars do they have? Oh, he just made this account this month. He's talking a little weird, not proper English. He must be overseas. And then he's, he's, he doesn't know the product that he's trying to get from you. It's a lot of flags like that that come up. And uh, there's this, I think there's a scam that uh, they send you a check, you cash it, and somehow they can take money out of your bank account. Don't ask me how that works. That's so weird. I can't figure that one out. But again, free energy comes out. You don't need money. That gets rid of the corruption. Who's going to need to scam somebody money because it doesn't exist it'll 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 fix itself in the long run which is so huge i'm so pro this new systems and there's going to be kinks in the systems but that's stuff we got to get through and let it happen because uh if we don't work it out together we can't uh move forward as a civilization now speaking of that um full body or the sun i don't even know how i'm linking these two <laughs> but let's just uh I wanted to show this because I had a viewer in the comment, and I saw this. This is Aaron Hillsinger. This living space ship Earth Terra is moving to 4D. That is why many are seeing other planets along with the sun. I am very happy about this. 3D sucks. I got you there. That's Definitely. No more test tube for human experience. Check out. This is the patent I'll show. Research this in search bar. It is the patent for full body teleportation system. Teleportation will be commonplace to our world in 4D, as common as taking the bus, having a washer and dryer. Yes, the sun is fake. So, um, I don't think that she is far, or is, yeah, is it a she, Aaron, she or he, whatever, is far off this, from saying that we'll, this stuff should be commonplace. And at the very least, it should be you go down to your local you know, like a bus stop thing, and then you can teleport to different, put in your destination, bam. Um, that was through Andy Bishago there in Project Pegasus that he had that way back in, God, was it the 70s? It was crazy stuff. Well, I got the patent on screen here, this full body teleportation system. I'm going to read a little bit here just to get the story. I got to get a sip of water before I do this. 
So basically, the claim here is a full body teleportation system consisting of generating a pulse genera gravitational wave which propagates through a magnetic vortex wormhole generator and generating a wormhole with the magnetic vortex generator whereby the pulse gravitational wave transverse through wormholes enters into hyperspace where the wave is enormously magnified due to lower speed of light in that dimension. Uh-huh. You guys got that? <laughs> okay, now here's the story of how we found it. The basis for this invention is an event referring to figure one. I'll show that picture in a minute, folks. Occurring on May 2nd, 2004, in which the inventor personally experienced a full body teleportation while walking to the bus stop. That's interesting. Along a road that runs perpendicular to nearby commercial airport runways where planes are landing, there is a wide iron grating for water drainage that crosses the road at the center of the bus stop. The grating, grating's width is such that one has to make a concerted effort to jump across it in order to get from one side to the other. Now that's a little, that's kind of a red flag to me right there because isn't that kind of a safety issue? People are walking, they have to jump over it like that. Like if they they get their foot caught in there, I couldn't see that happening. And again, this was 2004, so they should have had that. Uh, it's not like this is the 70s where they didn't give a sh rat's uh, ass about safety. Approximately 50 meters from the iron grating, he felt a vertical wave similar to a flag waving in the breeze. Traveling down the street towards the bus stop, the wave velocity was about one mile per second which was slightly faster than his walking speed. In the next instant, he found himself down on the street near the corner of the next block, realizing he has passed the bus stop. He turned around to see the iron grating approximately 50 meters up from the street in back of him because there was no recollection of having jumped across the iron grating nor having passed the bus stop's yellow marker line. He realized that he had been teleported a distance of 100 meters while moving along with tra the traveling wave. It was obvious that the wave was pulsed because the front edge overtook the inventor, moved him momentarily, and then back. And then the back edge of the wave hit him as it moved down the street. While contemplating the sequence of events, he then looked up and saw, in a span of a few seconds, a twin turboprop airplane in the distance crossing above the road while making a shallow descent in order to land at the airport. Again, this is a little, I'm just trying to get the backstory here of how he came to that conclusion. And it says here, it's obvious from the above scenario that the airplane momentarily crossing perpendicular to the road generates an aforementioned pulse. Um, we uh, dropped our stream. I'm going to restart it. Why does that have to happen? I don't know. I would hate to go to 720p and reduce the quality. So we'll be coming back up here in a minute. So again, folks, uh, I just read the thing there. This will be on the full podcast. I see the live stream dropped. I don't know why it does that. I got to really keep an eye on that green dot and watch for it to go red. I got all kinds of bandwidth, so I don't know why. It, maybe it's censorship, whatever. Anyway, about this patent get back to it let me show the picture here now let's listen uh 
Look real close at this picture. This is what disturbs me about it. Can we go full screen? Oh, let me get that, bring it up for you. <laughs> so here's uh, basically what happened. You got the iron grating down here for the water drainage. The bus stop was in here. And then he teleported. First red flag I see about this. Why is this guy naked? That's kind of like, I feel like the guy's not taking himself serious if he does that. Because he's obviously holding his junk. Jewels, I should say. I'm not going to call it junk anymore. It's jewels. Uh-huh. So why would he draw that? Again, this inventor is John St. Clair. Now, I've covered John St. Clair's patents before, and one of those was the TR3B patent look-alike here. And actually, even Corey Good retweeted this from my channel, which helped tremendously with views, by the way, so I thank Corey for that. I wish he would have took me up on my offer to come on the show, but uh, he never responded to the comment. But anyway, it was on the... Uh, his uh, tweet, which helped. So is this guy just a joke? There's crazy people. Again, you can patent anything, folks. You know, some people live their whole lives drawing diagrams, thinking of stuff, just patent it. There's a lot of people that patent a bunch of like phone stuff like to get at Apple. So when Apple finally infringes on that, they can take them to court and win money. And it, and it happens quite a bit. So they, they try to think of everything possible, make a patent on it, and cash out. Now, I don't know if this John St. Clair was doing that, but these patents were both from the TR3B one and the teleportation one was both from 2004. But again, do these things both exist? Yes, they do. Maybe the guy worked in there. Who knows? But I just wanted to bring that up because I thought it was pretty interesting. Night Savers in the chat says maybe he had to be so bad he teleported himself. <laughs> Oh, I love it. That's that's the best conclusion that I, that, that uh, I can see for it. Yeah, that's perfect example. Yeah, I should uh, try to reach out. Terry says, "Keep trying, Dan. He'll come on. I'm gonna try to uh, message Corey. Maybe he will come on. Um, he's obviously in with Edge of Wonder and all that stuff. And uh, I don't know. See what happens. I guess the worst he can say is no. The other thing he can do is not respond. Right? What's the What's the biggest hurt with that? So I think with that, we're going to go to a commercial break. We come back, I wanna talk about the Hitler FBI documents. We can get into the NASA asteroid plan. Gotta save us from those asteroids, folks. And we're gonna look at 3D printed homes that lead into the Mars colonies. Stay tuned on Talk is Cheap. You're listening to Talk is Cheap with Dan Hofeld on the K2D4 Network. Call us live at 1605-562-0444. Show ID 146-509. Phone lines are open. Big tech giants are censoring people's voices. Subscribe to our backup channels on BitChute and DTube. Go to k2d4network.com for all the links. Enjoying the show? Consider supporting us by donating to our Patreon. Patreon.com slash K2D4Network. 
Have your voice heard today. Call into the show at 1-605-562-0444. Show ID 146509. Please hang up and try again. Questioning your reality, questioning everything. You're listening to Talk is Cheap with Dan Hofeld. Broadcasting into the far reaches of the Pleiades, it's Talk is Cheap. Welcome back to the broadcast, ladies and gentlemen, on this Tuesday, May 14th, 2019 edition. The weather is actually amazing in Wisconsin today. I'm so happy for that because I've been feeling so lethargic. I don't know if it's the weather, this energy coming in, hitting the planet, or all of the above. But it's great to see some good weather again. Makes you feel alive. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and get on to the FBI documents. This is huge news. I should have covered it. I would have covered it last week, but we had M and Miss M on. All right. FBI quietly disclassified secret files attesting Hitler fled to Argentina in 1945. Insane stuff. Recently released FBI documents are beginning to show that not only was Hitler and Eva Braun's suicide faked, the infamous pair might have had help from the Swiss, Swiss director of the United States OSS himself, Alan Dulles. In one FBI document from Los Angeles, it is revealed that the agency was well aware of a mysterious submarine making its way up the Argentina coast, dropping off high-level Nazi officials. What is even more astonishing is the fact that the FBI knew he was, in fact, living in the foothills of the Andes. So in August of 1945, an unidentified informant agreed to exchange information for political asylum. The informant not only knew Hitler was in Argentina, he was one of the confirmed four men who had met the German submarine. Apparently, two submarines had landed in Argentina coastline, and Hitler, with Eva Braun, was on board the second. The Argentinian go government not only welcomed the former German dictator, but also aided in his hiding. The informant the informant went on to not only give detailed directions to the villages that Hitler and his party had passed through, but also credible physical details concerning Hitler. And this is very interesting. If you go through this article, which will be in the description later on when I repost this, there was a, a U.S. what was he, Navy or something? Oh, I can't remember his rank. Anyway, one of our guys was at the airport was basically like face to face with him. I mean, like you could see him in the car. He knew that was Hitler there. And this was after he supposedly died at the airport. And then you put all this stuff together. They actually show the house that was in the Argentina where he was supposed to be living all this time. He, I think he lived there for like one or two years or whatever. But it's interesting that house is like, it's in bad shape. When you look at the video and the pictures, you can Google it. Actually, I should try to find it and show you guys. It might be too hard right now while I'm on air. But there's that. And it's just, it's run down. There's like sand like right up against the house. And it's like trying to sell for 
Oh my God. Well, it was an ungodly amount. I should have wrote that down. It was millions of dollars for like a bad, humbled house. Here's the official FBI document. And it, all, it basically says what I just read there. Again, this will be in the description to check out yourself. The most damning evidence that Hitler did survive, Nicholas Bellaton was allowed to perform DNA testing on one of the skull fragments recovered. DNA not matched any record samples. Let's try that again. The DNA not matched, that's written wrong, any record samples thought to be Hitler's. They did not match Ava Braun's familiar DNA either. So they had these, what are supposed to be the bodies, the skeletons of Hitler and Ava. This guy got to do DNA testing, and it actually turned out not being them. And a lot of people say, oh, you know, if Hitler was around, people would see him and notice him. This right here, it doesn't show you, like, it's not too far out. We got the real, there's six pictures here for those listening. We got Hitler in the upper left corner. And, you know, something as simple as shaving his hair off, his mustache and his hair looks totally different. I wouldn't recognize him. Put glasses on, change the hair, grow the mustache out fuller. You don't notice them there either. A very simple change. And that's all they really did. There, was, there isn't much Photoshop work being done here aside from the hair and the glasses and the, the beard. So if you want to disappear, you can disappear. Just got to get people to help you. He, he went to Argentina before, met these people, spent a lot of time with them. So he knew that they, he could go down there and have that, uh, that backup, if you will, when, you know what, hit the fan. And I wanted to bring this up, too, because this really, like, hits a home run here. Because was there a deal struck with the, the U.S. government and Hitler Operation Paperclip? Maybe there was an exchange. Because you know that those, the official documents there that the FBI knew that he was around and they didn't really care was there a deal struck that, hey, we'll do Operation Paperclip. You let us have those Nazi scientists that were working on those UFOs and all that crazy free energy stuff. And uh, you can go ahead and uh, retire down in Argentina. We'll, we'll let that slip by. That's very interesting to point out. I just, just thought of that. It's like, wow, that's probably have it, part of it. Hi, guys. Geo is in the house. Welcome to the chat. Shout out to the chat. We got Geo, Deplorable Ray. I'm going to try this so I can actually maybe see everybody. There's no participants on there. I don't know why that doesn't show the participants. Welcome to the show, folks. How many do we got watching? 52. Awesome. Glad to have you. Let's move on to the scare. With the asteroid, we know those asteroids are going to get us. All think. NASA asteroid warning, DART mission, Earth's last line of defense. Again, these articles, this is on the Express, these articles are coming out so much about these asteroids. We've got to protect against these asteroids. They're really shoving it down our throat. 
NASA is readying to fire a spacecraft into an asteroid testing Earth's last line of defense should a ROIG, ROIG space rock veer into a catastrophic collision course with our planet. For the U.S. Space Agency is planning the DART mission where a space probe will be blasted on a suicide mission into an asteroid testing the last line of planetary defense. You got to save us from those uh, asteroids. Um, and when I had Em and Miss Em on, she was talking about Planet Nibiru bringing in some of that debris with it. So maybe that's why we're seeing all this. Again, why does NASA push that they need to arm up against it? Like, they're, they're not even really talking about weapons, which is really funny. They're just talking about building a craft and running it into a rock. Like, we're so far beyond that. But they got to like do this one step for the public, I guess. Once every few million years, an object large enough to threaten life on Earth arrives. In late 2022, the U.S. Double Asteroid Reactor Test, or DART, spacecraft will crash into the smaller of the two Didymo asteroids. What the hell? So then the next step after that will be the alien thing. We got um, to the Stars Academy doing that part as well. That gives them a few years to go ahead and get all that stuff stepped up and in place. I wanted to bring this tweet up here about Trump tweeted this, what was it? May 13th. Is that yesterday? Yeah, it was. He says, under my administration, we are restoring NASA to greatness. NASA was never great. Uh-huh. And we are going back to the moon, then Mars. I am updating my budget to include an additional $1.6 so that way we can return to space in a big way. He's got big way in capital letters. I kind of think this is the tip of the hat to the people in the knowing that... Uh, yeah, this is going to be huge. We're talking like Solar Warden. <laughs> Maybe not that big, but uh, more of the disclosures happening. Space Force, all that stuff. Again, one step at a time. Get that acclimated. Do we really want to throw $1.6 at NASA who just throws it all away? And I'll show a good example of that in a minute. Oh, yeah. The way they spend money and throw it. That's why the private industry is so great have that competition between them. They got the money to burn. It's not costing the taxpayers anything. They're just using their profits. 1.6 billion of taxpayer profits going to NASA to do stuff we already have. Great, just for a, a show. What a waste. So that's that. Annette says, they live off our fear. We aren't scared. Damn right they do. Keep people in fear, and that's how you get stuff done. So if they can bring an asteroid threat, we got to arm up against that. Let's try this dark craft. Oh, the dark craft didn't work so well. we got to build these laser weapons, which if we get to it today, I do have some laser weapons that the Air Force is now admitting that they want to mount to F-16s. Again, doesn't it didn't exist before. Let this stuff out to the public slowly but surely.
This was, okay, Joe Car Cardwell in the chat says this was the latest CIA release of the Kennedy files. They must be talking about the Hitler part. Interesting. I didn't know it was part of the Kennedy files. Okay, let's, um, let's move on to this next one. This ties in with another topic I, we covered on this show before. So let's get some transition music. Should we get the Rippin' and Terran or should we go Arizona? Let's go Arizona. Arizona. All right. So this is huge. This needs to come out more publicly. They need to make it wider. So watch 3D printed neighborhoods spring up from nothing. We've already seen a 3D printer construct a house. Now we can watch one build a whole neighborhood. On Thursday, housing nonprofit News Story shared a video that shows how it plans to build what is called the world's first 3D printed community, a futuristic application of 3D printing technology that could bring affordable housing to places that need it most. I'm going to play the video here. Now this is, uh, I have to go to YouTube to enlarge it. This is like CGI stuff, so they haven't... This isn't real footage, which is a shame, but we can kind of get the idea. I'm so sick of seeing CGI stuff because you're always promised these futuristic utopian worlds that look so amazing. And then all of a sudden it's just CGI and this is what we could do. But for those listening, it's basically just printing the wall. It's making a, a, a weave in between. I suppose you dump maybe insulation down it or something. Again, this is going to be down in... Uh, Africa I got the location after this but anyway it, it's printing the whole community here now you got to add in doors separate windows separate of course get the lighting wired in uh, you know the plumbing you'd have to run pipes and all that stuff so it's not completely uh, a self-sufficient printing system but it would take care of a lot and I think it would be a great step now they got like wood on the outside here for the supporting the roof and I think it's part of the design as well and of course, they had cement poured as under the house. But what I'm getting at here is mass-produce shelter for people. And it would be a huge, huge step. The article continues, the video may just be a rendering, but the project it depicts is very real. New Story plans to build a 3D printed neighborhood of more than 50 houses in Latin America this summer. Each home will cost 7000 And here's the key part. Only families earning less than 200 per month will be eligible for them. This is what I don't like. Because I've been looking at, uh, like, apartments and stuff, trying to look. You know, you don't want to pay too much for rent, but you want to you live good, too. Like, they base it off your income, so it's like, if you earn too much, you can't rent there. What are they, they scared about somebody actually paying the rent? I just don't understand. They try to have this, you know, people that can't afford it live there. Well, when you try to take in other costs, electricity, food, car payment, uh, insurance, all that stuff just adds up so much. This could be a great way to easily bring down the cost of living for people buying homes. And granted, I think something like this, like a 3D printed house, would be so like, what's the word, disposable? 
that you couldn't really resell it after you do it. Maybe you could, but it wouldn't be really worth much because you anybody could just, you know, go on a website, say, you know, design your own, and then they could come out 3D print it, and it's cheap enough. Why would somebody want to waste a little bit of money on rebuying a house when they could easily tear that down, recycle the parts, and then you can get the house that you want to your specifications printed easily. I think it's the future. Now they say $200 per month. I did some little bit of math on this thing. And I just said, okay, so if you only earn $200 a month, let's just say, and this is a big, uh, what's the word? Um, I'm just going to say that you could, you pay, let's just say you pay $50 house payment on that, which would be a lot hot that I think that would be overkill. It would be less than that. But let's just say you pay $50 a month on the $7,000 house. Now, this is not any interest. So it'll take you 140 months or 11.6 years to pay that off. So you'd add on interest, probably shoot you up to whatever, 15 years, maybe somewhere around there. What I'm getting at is it's so cheap, but they keep you in debt. Let's just make these cheap, let anybody buy them, open the market up. I would definitely like to just throw it on seven grand and get a house printed and be done with it and not have to pay outrageous rent every month. He's got other things to worry about, let alone trying to deal with this crap. And it'll, it'll I think we'll get there eventually. It's just, we got to get this stuff mass produced. Well, I was thinking about the project Venus as well. That this, this leads into there. Cause we had the couple spokespersons on, for the Venus project about a year ago. And they talked about that. That's why the, their cities were circular because you put a 3D printer on there and then it just goes around, prints the buildings. Very awesome, very easy, very cheap. These machines can work day and night. Uh, and then you don't have to pay for labor. Of course, labor is going to be cheap. And a lot of people say, oh, you got these robots that are going to replace everybody and we ain't going to be able to live. No. Things change. It was like with the Industrial Revolution. People were scared about all that development. But you get better quality jobs, and people can be a lot happier not having to bust their behind. So I think that will happen with these transformations. And now we'll get to the point where we won't need money. That's what the beauty of this is, because a lot of automation, people are going to be like, well, what's the value of money anymore? You can just go to the... the uh, well, they already have this announced, 3D printing food. You can just go to there, print your food off of whatever you need. Not even talking about a materializer, but same thing. What's the value of it? So it starts to get to the point where we get to that, wow, what a breakthrough. So this leads into the whole Mars thing now. So NASA reveals four-story 3D printed pod that could shelter colonists on Mars from harsh winds and solar radiation with labs, labs, sleeping quarters, and fitness areas. Now, this is nothing new here, really, folks. Um, we already know they got buildings on Mars. They've have they've had that on there probably since the 1940s, at least, probably the 1930s. Uh, break off civilization. A lot of them think we don't exist here. Now, the way this is going to tie in, this is so beautiful, because when I talk about how are they going to explain buildings being there? They can do it with this. You put this stuff together. 
So let's break this article down and put two and two together. Material already on Mars, a special mixture of basalt fiber found in Martian rock and is therefore fully sustainable and replicable on the planet. Here's a picture for those watching. Again, this send us 3D printing machine there and it can go ahead and print that. Now, it does have windows on it. You Obviously, unless you can get some robots that can install windows, I suppose you'd have to go there and do it yourself, but who knows what they got? They're so far advanced. This is just like little disclosure for us, finally. And yeah, more CAD drawings or uh, artist drawings of what they could conceptualize on Mars. Playing video games on Mars. <laughs> and they had this competition. Now this leads me into the whole NASA budget thing, which I get really disappointed with. They had a contest. Three finalists split a prize of $100,000. That's taxpayer money, folks, for a contest for stuff they already have. Again, that's just a kick in the bucket, though, when it comes to that amount of money. But it's a lot to us. And they also had a showdown prize of 800000 and now here's a picture of a modular one where they can just put all these pieces together, screw them together, and make it that way as well. But I think the 3D printing thing would be a lot more efficient. And this one here, Zorpheus design would be constructed by an autonomous roving printer that prints a structure and then moves on to the next site. That's huge. Prints one structure, done, goes on to the next. Done, done. Work day and night. Talk about the uh, uh, efficiency on that. So what this article broke down was what they could do is like get everything ready on the moon. They could send these printer robots to Mars ahead of time. They go out there, they print the buildings that they need, and then you know, we arrive and then come into them. So now that's an easy way out. Easy way out for them folks to say, oh, these buildings are 3D printed. So when they get there and they see buildings, oh, they were there already. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, we, and then ones that don't look, they're 3D printed. Oh, those are modular ones. And I'm sure that's what they basically are out there. So they got their asses covered about how to disclose this thing. Here's this breakdown initiative. And I get so disappointed with this timeline. So phase three and four will begin after 2030. So we're still looking at, and I said that other one was, NASA had a timetable of 2028 to finally land on the moon. What are they doing having coffee? I mean, they, they should have been designing this stuff in this meantime. And they were, well, they, they actually didn't have to. They had it already. They knew it. They knew they had it. Oh, man. Child7320 in the chat says, uh, just take psilocybin mushrooms to go to Mars. Way, cheap, way cheaper. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's, that's pretty good. But, yeah, you see how it works. It's all there, folks. They got their asses covered. It's fine. I don't, I don't even care anymore. Let's just get this stuff out. 
because I'm, I think a lot of people can feel that too. It's like the nine to five job. It's like nobody's satisfied anymore with it. Um, I used to be pretty satisfied, but I have a hard time now. And my job by any means isn't backbreaking either. The company's pretty good too. So it's, it's just a wanting that change. I think it, it's this wave of energy coming into the planet is shaking everything up for everybody and making them push and seek out a change. Well, now when we talk about private industry, ooh, Joe's got a good question in the chat. He says, do you have to pay property taxes on 3D printed structures? God, I hope not. Well, we'll see. Because if we do that, uh, uh, that's the other thing too. You can make a lot on your check and it looks like, oh, you get paid this much an hour, blah, blah, blah. Throw taxes in there. It's like, well, what's the point? You know, a lot of people are feeling that. Um, the, the income tax just goes to pay on our debt. Let's just get rid of that crap. We got to get rid of the Federal Reserve. Let's see if I get kicked off the internet when I say that word. We got to get rid of the Federal Reserve because it's just draining everybody dry. And uh, I would love to see some more action on that. You know, I thought maybe Trump being in there a couple of years, but I had this taken care of. But it's like, okay, let's, uh, how slow do we got to go? I mean, I think we showed the insanity of the the left movement. It's time to break into the truth, bring this stuff out. Child has a uh, child seventy three twenty says, "Quick question, Dan, are you ever going to have a show on ayahuasca and its effect, and also why it's illegal?" I would like to actually try it. I know there's a place down in uh, Florida that does it, and I actually been watching. I think it was last month or no, a couple, two, three weeks ago, whatever it was. I was watching some testimony on uh, people's experience with ayahuasca. Now the biggest thing I'm scared about is crap in my pants and uh, feeling sick. Granted, those are just two small things, but they say they see things. Uh, it gives them this awakening experience. A lot of people say the, you know, feeling sick feels more like a purge, a release and a clearing rather than a bad thing. Like, cause now that I don't drink, I don't have to, I haven't thrown up in a long time, which is very nice. I hated those days after with your head in the toilet, but I don't need to get too graphic here for you. But those are some rough, rough mornings. And uh, why do it for two hours of fun? I think I get like two, three hours and you start feeling like crap. Why even deal with it? But yeah, I would love to go through the experience, um, film it and all that. Maybe that's something I'll think about. Because to sit and talk about it ain't going to do, like without experience, it ain't going to do justice. But you got to really have that trust when you go down there. And it'd be nice to have somebody to do it with. I should see if Pete wants to do that for our next year's trip. <laughs> We're going to East City this year. I'll see if he wants to. Hey, you want to go down and do ayahuasca? And uh, crap your pants? Sounds like fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, there's that. But yeah, definitely um, I'm into that. I want to have that spiritual awakening and that. I see, yeah, also psilocybin mushrooms now, I think it's legal now in Colorado, or they're making it legal, so that's interesting with that. Joe says in the chat, I took a DMT trip and you don't want to 
do it until you get rid of any baggage. Otherwise, it will be awful. Sometimes I question if I'm actually alive or move to another dimension crazy. That's interesting. You kind of come back a different person. Field trip. Yeah, Net, you can come down with us. Other day I see a vision. I see angels and aliens around us. Anyways, I seen a devil type spirit, red eyes, very scary. I have no go around or no go around way and it did. Yeah, I don't so to be clear, Neil. Oh no, that was child. So Geo Neo, did you have ayahuasca experience? Did you do it? Most realistic vision I've ever seen so far. Huh. That's interesting to read these. Should interact with the chat more. You guys got good insight. So, okay, no, only through THC. Okay, so she didn't have, Neo Geo didn't have ayahuasca, just THC. That's another thing I want to wait for to be legal in Wisconsin. Oh, we're going to be waiting forever, folks, I think. I can't do it uh, otherwise because... I work in a safety-sensitive job, and if I tested, it would be... Oh, and then people say, yeah, you could trick it. I'm not, I don't want that over my head. I like to be authentic. Um, I'm an INFJ, so I have a hard time lying anyway. So if I don't have that on my conscious, I don't have to worry about it. Just more stuff builds up. But yeah, it would be something I would definitely want to give a shot. And then the, I always thought about doing the DMT before, too, but uh, again... That one, I guess, you can't really detect in your system. But we don't need to talk about too much of legal activity on this show, folks. I'm going to tie this back in now with the private industry we were talking about before. So the moon stuff. Now we got, of course, the CEO, Jeff Bezos of Amazon. Like him or hate him, whatever. He built a good company. You can search anything on Amazon, get it to your doorstep. It's a... It's a monopoly, I'll say that, but I do like how easy it is to order things. And, you know, sometimes it's not good, but what are you going to do? It's it's about, uh, that's why I just want this future just to be, you get rid of money too. Think of the corruption you'll get rid of. But anyway, back to the article. So he talked about Blue Origin, this lander to get humans to the moon by 2024. Now that's stepping up the timetable for NASA, which is huge because they wanted to go, oh, let's do 2028 and finally land on the moon. Private industry is going to push the hammer here. Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, they're going to be in this race together. So now it's not so much like, let's take our time and sit and wait forever. These guys are going to be battling with each other, trying to, hey, I want to get to the moon before you. Healthy, healthy competition. Now, of course, I think they had some SpaceX rockets blow up the other day it's not like there was people on there i mean trial and error whatever it's their money do what they want with it so the article says in the early stages blue moon is set to land on the south pole of the moon where ice deposits have been found in craters the water derived from that ice can be broken down to produce hydrogen which could then fuel up the spacecraft to further missions across the solar system hmm why do we got to wait for space? Why don't we do that on Earth right now so we can get rid of the, the gas and the fossil fuels? Well, they say it right here. They can do that with water. Hydrogen. We know hydrogen can power. Why don't we just start the transformation now? It always feels like we're on the cusp of something. 
Let's break through and punch through this. In March, the Trump administration announced that it had instructed NASA to return U.S. astronauts to the moon by end of 2024. So again, Trump pushing the hammer here as well, the deadline. So we know NASA lies a lot. And they gave out this bogus timetable of 2028. But they're being pushed from Trump, from private industry. And again, why do we need NASA at all when it comes down to it? That's just a, a name that the American public recognizes, well, the world actually, but it's a joke. Just let the private industry do it. But then again, they're still talking about rockets. This stuff's still, we're still far beyond this. I don't know how they're going to make the transition here to uh, the TR-3B thing. I guess they could just say, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll have to find out. We can always just sit and speculate all we want. And, uh, yeah, let's just change the world. I mean, I could go on and on with that, but it's self-explanatory. Now, something I was looking at the chat here. I got a little uh, sidetracked again. Yeah, you do excrete DMT when you sleep. That causes the dreams. Silver Neon says, I am pretty sure DMT just raises your frequency so that you can pop out of your body. That's a good point. Just to have those experiences and shift you. And you're doing a lot of stuff when you're away from your body. Like, who knows? Like, you have some... I've had some weird dreams. And you come back and it's like... Sometimes there was like... I haven't had these recently, but... You ever have those dreams where it's like... You're totally somewhere else doing something. And you come back into your body. And it takes you a few minutes to acclimate back to... This world, this surrounding. Because you were so... It was so real over there. That's, and maybe it was another timeline that you were living that you, you just briefly shifted, shifted over into that timeline and experienced that, you know, when they say that you make a decision, you can fork off into a different realities. You just shifted over there and got some of that, came back, and it's like, whoa, let me acclimate back to what's going on. And I've always said this too, like, you think about your childhood days and, maybe even five, two years ago, whatever, it feels like a different time shifting. And it's like, who was that person back then? I'm a totally different person. And, you know, you grow from your experiences and you just shift, 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 and find yourself, wow, I don't know how I ever got here, you know? You know, if you would have told me back in the day that I'd be doing a live show talking about news, because I wasn't the brightest person you know i kind of kept myself dumbed down while the the, uh, the school system does that the news does that you don't think too much for yourself but if you would have told me i'd be doing this i'll be like no way that'd be so scary you know having 58 people watching right now I'd be like no way i wasn't a very big outspoken person and even if you know some people meet me in person I'm not the very talkative person. I'm a INFJ, so we're so introverted. You know, this takes a lot out of me to do. This isn't so bad. It's like I'm just sitting here talking to cameras, and it doesn't feel like I'm seeing anybody. You know, could I do like a a uh, a talk at a freaking UFO conference? I don't know. I'd probably be like freaking out. I know when I was in a band. Talk about being scared. Like I played at like Riverfest, the big stage. You could see people as far back. It was a highlight of my life, that's for sure. But you know, like for the first three songs, I'm just 
I was just like shaking. But then you finally get out of it and because you you get yourself established. Terry says, yes, Dan, I wound up feeling like I don't belong here once I awaken and then it takes me a while. Yeah, I know, right? It's crazy stuff. Can I see the participants yet? No. Well, thank you guys for joining me in the chat. I'm going to wrap up the show. I want to give a big shout out to the donors. I had a few PayPal donations this last week. Much appreciated because I put it all in a pot. Now, I don't take that money and I don't go spend it. I, I won't even spend it on, you know, like going to Sedona or anything like that. But maybe once we start getting more, I will. That goes into a small pot. It's all kept track of the, the payment I get from YouTube, the donations, the, the Patreon, the Teespring, all that stuff goes into a separate pod. It's all kept track of, and that'll be used for the operation. So the even this stuff, I like this TV set here, let's go wide. This was all paid for with my money and my brother's money. You know, he bought this desk. He bought this monitor. I bought these TVs just to make it fuller. Of course, the cardboard looks doesn't look like much. It was outrageously priced, let me tell you. But I spent that with my own money. I don't even like... Because then when I go to sell it, you know, who's to say, you know, Pete doesn't own a portion of that. That's why I bought it myself. I can sell it. I get all that back. Of course, it's going to depreciate in value, whatever. But like I said, I'll take all the donations that goes into a separate pot. I like to pay uh, Dusty and Pete and whoever else comes on hosts. It's not even much. They don't, it's not like a big payment or anything like that. It's just a little something for their time. And actually, it's it's barely enough gas money to get out here, to be honest. But appreciate the donations and those go a long ways they also got our teespring store this and the cover-up shirt is a big hit that one's selling the most uh definitely helps the operation and i've added a few more items we got mugs stickers be the chain shirt is a close second i think for uh popularity and of course, the cell phone case, which is very high quality. Now, <laughs> I added this shirt here on the bottom. Kind of funny here. It says, bust the nut, and it's got a squirrel with a nut. Yeah, it has nothing to do with what we talk about here. But uh, I figure I'm going to start trying to make some other shirts that can be appealing for other people on Teespring. Make the, the catalog a little bit bigger, and you guys can just see that, okay, this shirt's on the network page. That helps fund the operation. By the way, that busted that uh, description I put on there is because it it says uh, working hard or hardly working for the description. So you can take that any way you want. Again, just having some fun with the whole thing there. And I'll try to come up with some more ideas and stuff. And we don't get the full 21 bucks on that. I think I get, you know, if it's actually bought in the U.S., you might get, you know, like five to... And I know I noticed there's this other thing. I think people can search these and find them on Amazon. I only get like four dollars from that. It's not much, but it's something. But I noticed the the uh, and the cover up tea was bought somewhere else, and I got a smaller profit margin on it. But whatever, I could go on and on and talk about that. Thank you guys so much for joining me, and we'll see you next week, guys. And stay clean, and uh, go have some fun with the world. Bye bye.
Thanks for listening. Visit k2d4network.com today.